It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. We think of him as like either doing or not doing, answering me or not answering me. He's there or he's not there. Like it's like that formula of like he feels far away, right? You know, but in actuality, God never changes. You know, he doesn't stop acting. He doesn't stop doing. It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! Welcome to Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry. I, I always do this. Henneberry, it, just like no, breeze over it. No, it's going to be in the, this is, this is what I realized with the Fort Wayne Museum of Art too. Like the introduction says who you are. And oh. then I, after the introduction plays, then I introduce you again. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to do it. <laughs> right, okay, right. great. Perfect. <laughs> So in the past, we've been outside. Right. Uh, but today we're inside. Yeah. And there's still like birds chirping at the windows. So I feel like this is, we're still almost outside a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of a nice, I mean. I wonder if any turkeys will come by. They might. They tend to like peck on cars sometimes. <laughs> so can you see your car from here? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> in case. We should probably try some coffee here. Oh, yes, please. Especially you for this? You. I did, Thank I you. did. What is your... A machine? Oh, pour over. Pour over, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever burn your mouth drinking coffee? Mm-hmm. That's the worst. I try not to, but... Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Not, not too hot. Oh, thanks. I'm kind of a baby when it comes to really hot coffee. Oh. Like my wife will just, she gets it and just starts drinking it. Ooh. And I'll be like, okay, it must be safe to drink. And then <laughs> burn the inside of my mouth and don't taste anything for a week. It's not worth it. It's not <laughs> right, worth it. Right. I need to pray for a healing Ah, see the transition. Okay, there smart. It is. <laughs> so recently, we talked about miracles and how there's so much science that goes into mm-hmm. approving a miracle for the Catholic Church, and and how you really can't study some of these things. Like Our Lady of Guadalupe was one of yeah. the examples we had. There's several different healings that, if you study them, I don't know how you could not believe in God. Yeah. So one of the questions that comes up then is mm-hmm. oh, why didn't the miracle that I want happen? Why does she get a miracle and I don't? Mm-hmm. Like, especially when it comes to healings. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this can be difficult and it could probably shake people's faith. They say, knock on the door and it will be answered. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. ask God for it, he will answer you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the answer that I wanted. That's a good formulation. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't the answer I wanted, but he also says like, if you had the faith size of a mustard seed. Right. You told this mountain to move, it would go into the sea. Uh-huh. I, I haven't tried that personally. <laughs> Just every, but why? Why haven't I tried that? You uh, know, <laughs> there's a mountain. It probably should be moved. <laughs> My job. Hard things. I think you're right, especially for people that it's like shaking their faith. They like they lose somebody that's close to them, um, and they've you know prayed that this person be okay, or you know, and then it's as if yeah, God looks at them and says no. I'm not going to do that for you. Like, yeah. that's how it feels. So then, yeah, how do you make sense of that? Or how do you, yeah. And especially when you hear the stories of other people mm-hmm. having these healings or their prayers answered, and you say, my prayer wasn't answered again, like like I wanted it to. Or mm-hmm. whatever. So it kind of seems, again, like God is not fair. Like, he's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll help this person and not this person. And it doesn't seem to be based on, like, how holy the person is. Oh, for sure. That would be, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so yeah. what do we say to somebody that's struggling with this or mm. <laughs> like myself? <clears throat> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh, so this is like a, a low-key <laughs> spiritual direction session. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is an intervention. I think, oh, yeah, a lot of things. Some for, like things that do come to mind is like, how does God ever answer any prayer? Like we think of him as like either doing or not doing, answering me or not answering me. He's there or he's not there. Like it's like that formula of like he feels he feels far away, right. you know. But in actuality, God is God never changes. You know, he doesn't stop acting. He doesn't stop doing good to us. Yeah, so changing our minds on how God even acts or how he loves in the gospel, it said, like, I make the rainfall and the good and the wicked. Mm. So the fact that something good happens to someone who you think may be evil has no bearing on you or, like, God isn't making a judgment saying, like, well, this good thing happened to this bad person. So, like, I must be bad or, you know, like, that has nothing to do with it. You can't earn the answer that you want. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just earn that. I think something fundamental is, like, yeah, changing our mind of how we think about God, like, how he loves us, what his relationship to us is, what good is for us. We think we know what good is or what would be good for me. Right. I think I really know what that ought to be. And maybe I don't. Maybe I don't know what's best for me and the people around me. So I think that's kind of like one side of the equation of like us changing our minds about or like letting yeah, Jesus like transform how we think about that. And I think that whole idea of the good, because we talk about that God can bring good out of bad situations, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't see that, and maybe we won't ever understand that on earth, how this horrible situation, how any good could come from it. Mm -hmm. But we have to trust that there is that, that God can make that happen. Right. Like he said he would, and and he does. Whenever you were saying that, I was kind of thinking about Job. Yeah. And how he was a good guy. He was a faithful guy mm-hmm. and God allowed Satan to mm-hmm. terrorize him basically. Yeah. Like, take everything away from him. And in some ways it was a test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because God knew like, right? no, Joe will be faithful to me. Yeah. So I'll let you. Yeah. He was kind of proving mm-hmm. his faithfulness. But at the same time, you look at that and be like, well, why did why did he love yeah. it? Why couldn't God <laughs> just say so like, mean. nah. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. <laughs> I think along with all of those reasons I mentioned, I think another one is we think what happens to us in this world is the most important. And if I experience right. hardship here, if I die, right. if someone that I love dies, if I go through anything that's painful, those types of things, then, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Or like God isn't blessing me or whatever. And we have really no idea how great eternal life is and Mm -hmm. that's what we're made for we aren't made to stay here we aren't Mm -hmm. made to be successful here we aren't made to experience perfect health all the time like that's not yeah how he created us like we're we're made to be in heaven so just because what we see right now what's happening what's happening to people we love doesn't determine what's happening to our eternal life Mm -hmm. So like that's being can be kept safe and actually the glory that we're experiencing in heaven can even like increase. So I think like changing our minds about that too. Like what is our good? It's like, well, heaven is right. our good. Yeah. So I'll just throw out a couple of different scenarios here. Sure. So uh, you've got a big test coming up okay. and you're studying for it Uh-oh. and you pray, God help me on this test. So mm-hmm. I pass this so that I can do whatever I want to accomplish, get into this job or get into this other career mm-hmm. or 
not have to repeat this class again. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the bar is low. <laughs> so, so you've prayed that God helps you on the test and then you fail the test. Where was God? Wow. Right next to you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, one, like if the person could look at that event in light of eternity and like what's best for them, uh-huh. was failing this test actually, could that lead to some good? Because uh-huh. I mean, I know college students and like, well, I studied like, oh, okay. While you watched a movie, while you were texting your friends <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Right. You studied. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that God didn't answer your prayer because clearly you were prepared. So, um, <laughs> so what is it? St. Thomas Aquinas or St. Augustine who said, pray as if everything depended on God, act as if everything depended on you. Yeah. Was this, I feel like that's St. Thomas Aquinas, but oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I <laughs> don't know. Fact check. It's time for a fact check. It seems like this quote is attributed to St. Augustine and others, but mostly St. Ignatius. Paragraph 2834 in the Catechism credits it to St. Ignatius, although we don't have any proof that he ever said or wrote that quote. Thank you for joining us for a fact check. Yeah, like... I've been reading a book. It's called Boundaries. It's it's very good. It's about like, you know, we don't know how to say no and we don't know when it's right to say yes. And, uh-huh. like, and they draw a difference between burdens and our knapsack, you know. So these things that we should be able to carry. So this the back my provisions, my back my backpack, you know, that it's gonna get me through. And then like the burden that like I need help. Like everyone has those that like they need somebody uh-huh. to be with them. So I would really consider your test taking to be like, you know, your backpack, you know, like you should, that's kind of like in your realm. Like Jesus want, does want you to be an adult and want you to be responsible. He can help you and give you the grace to like do that. Like, okay, if it's, I have trouble studying, I have trouble focusing, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Holy Spirit come help ease my mind and my, clear my mind, whatever. Yeah, so I mean, he can answer that prayer. Sure. Yeah, um, but he also, like Jesus didn't say, like, anyone who asks me, I will make them successful. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, um, right. yeah, it's why a, are we asking? prosperity you know? gospel. Yeah, where, yeah. Well, that could be a whole other <laughs> topic. <laughs> Check. <laughs> that by having faith in God, then everything will go your way. Yeah. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. Actually, we're probably taught the opposite, exactly. right? That yeah. we'll be persecuted. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about somebody who is praying for a spouse, they're single, they're a mm-hmm. good person, they're faithful, mm-hmm. and they feel called to marriage, and they keep praying for a spouse. If if they don't find somebody, is that because they weren't actually being called to marriage? Is it because they're not seeing the person that God is putting in their life? Well, <laughs> is this, or is it is this even God's job to find you a spouse? Like, is it? Yeah, that's because there's like, yeah, the whole like vocation questions. Like, well, I feel very strongly that this is my vocation, mm-hmm. but then like every tangible, real sign to me in the world sh- is showing me otherwise. You know, like that's difficult. One thing that I heard somebody an answer to this, and it it's struck me. I wouldn't say this maybe to everybody, so don't go and tell this to like your girlfriends that are struggling. But like the effects of abortion in our world have ramifications that we can't see. And the fact that like we have people that are walking around feeling called to marriage, but yet they haven't met someone 
yeah, why shouldn't the human race bear that suffering, Mm. you know, that we've incurred on ourselves that whole generations are missing of people that God, one, makes good come out of evil and that, you know, he still like provides for us and is faithful. But I think there's ramifications for We live in a fallen world. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a perfect world. Yeah. So just, yeah, when you feel like I feel called to marriage, I've been praying, I've been praying. So the fact that the right person hasn't come in your life or whatever isn't, isn't a judgment, you know, don't take it as like a judgment that God is like smiting you or, well, maybe you're not called to marriage. Like, Mm -hmm. well, that might not necessarily be what he's telling you. Um, We have to participate with grace too. Mm -hmm. So like, and marriage involves two people and two wills. But then there's the other camp that like, I think you should pray. Yeah, you should pray for your spouse, whoever they are, Mm -hmm. and believe that God can, can answer that prayer. But when the answer isn't something as in like the ideal person or whatever, like. Or in the timetable that you're. True. Expecting or hoping for. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's helpful, especially in like with our friends and our Catholic world, even our Christian world to like acknowledge the suffering to not just say like, oh, God is waiting, you know, to give you something even better. Uh Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, (laughs) that's not going to help the isolated young man who's like depressed because he doesn't, you know, have a girlfriend or something like that's just not helpful. So like maybe, yeah, acknowledging, you know, the 36 year old that hasn't been married yet acknowledging that that's a suffering mm-hmm. and like that that's real. So then that gives them the opportunity to like actually enter into that and be like, instead of just like avoiding it and like, right. I'm waiting for this to be over. It's like, well, this is your ex- the experience of your real life right now. Um, and that there's grace in yeah, suffering. Exactly. That there's power there. Yeah. That, and I think that's something that we as Catholics can recognize. And we have this huge, mm-hmm theology of suffering mm-hmm. that a lot of the world doesn't have any, can't put any positive value on suffering. Yeah, It's something to be avoided at all costs. But when we see that we can enter into that and we can unite it to Christ, mm-hmm. who St. Paul says. Philip was lacking. So, no, yeah. that's not where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. St. Paul. Well, what is lacking in Christ's suffering? Like, how could Christ be lacking anything? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because we can participate in that. Mm-hmm. And if we're not participating in it, then it's lacking. Yeah. <laughs> and so we can yeah. we can unite our sufferings to Christ and that can be a, yeah. a positive thing. Yeah. And whether that be you know, somebody leaving the earth too soon mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not getting a simple prayer answered like test results or something, that suffering can be an opportunity for us to yeah. to grow and to to be united to Christ in a better way. Mm-hmm. And I think that especially I get thinking of the death of a young person. Yeah. Like they, there's no reason that that person should have died like at such a young age. They had such a life to live. Right. But like you said, this life is such a a short thing compared to eternity mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Whether it's three days or it's a hundred years, like, either way, it's just a blip on the eternal radar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think we think about. I mean, me, me included. Yeah. I don't think I think about eternity enough. I mean, it's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't take away from tragedy. Right, yeah. You know, whether it be a person or a natural disaster or something like that, like we mourn mm-hmm. these tragedies, but also recognize that God has plans that we probably don't understand mm-hmm. fully here on earth. Exactly. And can bring good out of those things. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess the other thing this leads to, and maybe this will be a, a question for next time, mm. is then why can't I perform miracles myself? Like we, mm. we hear of yeah. different people that perform miracles or, you know, especially saint stories or biblical stories of the people going out and healing people and that even God calls us to do that. Yeah. And you're like, well, not me. Well, probably us too. Yep. Newsflash. All right. So <laughs> that'll be uh, my next question is why can't I perform miracles? Okay. Let's see what I can do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Ignatia. Yeah. Thank you for the coffee. You are most welcome. Delicious. Join my email list and get a free MP3 of a song I wrote about fanny packs. You can text fanny pack to 44222. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs>